Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So I, I suppose we should play some actual clips from the hearing yesterday uh, in which uh, Secretary of State Blinken was being, uh, I was going to say grilled, but these grillings are always fairly light. Um, grilled over the Afghanistan exit. I was talking earlier about, I, I just, I don't understand why they, Republicans and Democrats both, whenever they have these hearings, can't do a better job of getting together and having a series of questions that build a case. They're all lawyers. They know how that works, but they but they don't have any interest in it. They They have interest in getting in their particular hot take or hot line for their local newspaper or evening newscast or their Twitter feed, that's probably more likely in the modern world. They have a sound bite that goes out on their Twitter feed to everybody. And sure. So instead of building a case, really getting down to the nitty-gritty and asking the hard questions, it's like a, a, a set of three-minute trials, which uh, they yeah. never get down to the real hard evidence. Yeah. So um, we got some, some about that in just a second. But first, I want to do this. And this is a growing thing with Joe Biden. It's kind of interesting. And I'm not even presenting this as a, like, partisan politics sort of thing. I just think it's interesting as a human being. If he were the CEO of General Motors, I I would think this story is interesting. He regularly makes things up, and I can't figure out if he is knowingly lying or if he's out of his mind uh, when he does this sort of thing. Or if he has some neurological quirk where he can't Tell that he doesn't have separate files for things that have happened and things that he's he's thought of. You know, one of the mysteries of of the function of the brain. Yeah. Uh, Headline in the New York Post: Biden claims first job offer from Idaho Lumber Company, but it's news to them. President Biden said at a wildfire-focused event in Idaho Monday that his first job offer came from the local lumber and wood products business, Boise Cascade. Sorry, Boise. Boise. There's no Z in Boise, Jack. Boise Cascade, it's a lumber company. But the company says it has no record of that being true. Biden, who's known for sharing memories that did not happen, said he regularly mentioned the job offer to his Senate colleague from Idaho, the late Democratic Senator Frank Frank Church. I used to tell Frank Church this, I got my first job job offer where I wanted my wife, deceased wife, and I wanted to move to Idaho because, not a joke, it's such a beautiful, beautiful state, and I interviewed for a job at Boise Cascade. He added, and in the meantime, there was a war going on anyway, but the whole point was that I always liked Kid Frank. <laughs> okay, I'm so sorry, were you quoting Grandpa Simpson? <laughs> uh, there was a war going on, so I wore onions around my belt, <laughs> which was the fashion at the time. But Boise Cascade, Cascade spokeswoman Lisa Shampy told the Post, we have no record of President Biden's application or of him having... Uh, the New York Post app failed me. Hold on just a second. They the have, more conservative the publication, the less usable the website. It is true. The Washington Examiner, you, you need to be like a Bill Gates-level hacker to read an article at the Washington Examiner. So Boise Cascade, Boise's Cascade spokesman said, we have no record of his application. Okay, I was thinking, well, that, you know, he's talking about his deceased wife, so that's back, and that's 1970. You might not have records of that. There's nobody around that was still there at the company, so that's not proof of anything, but it goes on. Um, 
The spokesman said, we checked our system internally and nothing is turned up. The White House did not immediately respond to, re- to a request for comment. The Post was unable to locate any prior record of Biden mentioning the company, including news clippings archived by Nexus and Factiva databases. Biden's 2007 memoir, Promises to Keep, does not mention the company or a desire to move to Idaho. It's unclear where the Idaho application would fit in the president's Delaware-centric legal and political career. Biden graduated from Syracuse University Law School in 68, received a medical draft deferment from the Vietnam War during due to his history of asthma, he was a high school star athlete, but his asthma was too bad to go to the war. But whatever. Um, Trump had bone spurs. Um, he then worked as a law clerk and public defender in Delaware before he joined the Newcastle County Council in 1970. So they can't come Dreaming up. of the wide open spaces of Idaho and, and lumber work. His autobiography says Biden and his late wife, whom he married in 1966 while in law school, moved to the home state of Delaware in 68 shortly after. Anyway, so you go through all kinds of speeches, talking to friends... You look at his his history, his career, you look at the company, you do any fact. He's never mentioned it before, didn't mention it in his own book. But he says he regularly mentioned to his friend, the senator from Idaho, about how his family almost moved to Idaho to take this lumber job. I regularly attended council meetings wearing a coon skin cap to remind me of my dream to go to Idaho. So this article is very, very long. And again, my point is not some sort of, so vote out Biden or anything like that. I just think it's interesting that he regularly does things like this. Now, is it is it something that all politicians did back in the day? Because back in the day, he goes to Idaho to gives a, and gives a speech. Nobody hears a word of it outside of the few people that were there. Not a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now it gets fact-checked by the entire country. Is it just that? Politicians used to make up stories like this all the time. And he just hasn't just, gotten out of the habit? No, I just think it, he's a fabulist. He's like Brian Williams. He either can't discern between the truth and a fantasy, or he or he just has to embellish stories to, to please the audience. I don't, it's a psychological quirk. God, I hope I don't do that all the time. Like I have some story that I'm repeating that just, there's nothing true about it at all. <laughs> it just popped into my head. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, and you yourself are convinced yeah, it's true. See, yeah. that's the question. Does Biden think he almost went to work for a logging company <laughs> in Idaho? Does he believe that? That's what I wonder. That's what I wonder. Well, and if you were to drag him to all 50 states, would he claim to have almost become a surfing instructor in Hawaii? And and and, and he almost was going to be a cowboy, he tells the fine folks of Oklahoma. He'd bought the spurs and the hat and everything, but then he broke his ankle fighting Corn Pop. And so he couldn't take corn the Corn Pop was a bad dude. Just go state to state to state making these claims. Yeah, I was going to work on a shrimp boat, he says, in New Orleans. But my wife wouldn't let me. She was a tough woman. I had the spurs and everything. <laughs> so last Offers week, to wrestle a gator in, in Florida because he'd trained for weeks and weeks to become a gator wrestler. Last, Not a joke. Last week he said he'd gone to that synagogue in Pennsylvania after that horrifying shooting. The, the, the synagogue put out a statement later in the day saying President Biden never came here. Now, that wasn't that many years ago, so that they can nail down. He never came here. Right. So when he says stuff like that, does he believe it or is he just being a politician? I don't know. It's it's interesting. Anyway, I've made my point there. You know, I would say it has to do with his dementia, although he's been doing this his entire career. Yeah. I said, hey, Esther. What a weird quirk. Maybe Top even... of his law school class, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. There's a video of that, by the way. I just heard the audio the other day. 
where he gets in some guy's face. Hey, look at Jack. I vote. I've finished top of my law class and blah, blah, blah. And all, everything he says in that little spiel. This is back when he was young and his brain worked. Everything right. he says in that little spiel is not true. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting. Okay, completely different topic. Uh, so they had the hearing going on yesterday with uh, Anthony Blinken, the Secretary of State there, and being grilled on Afghanistan. But one representative, Scott Perry of Pennsylvania, decided to take it a different direction, kind of out of nowhere, and then we'll discuss afterwards. How long was your recent interview with the FBI, and was it a deposition? I'm sorry, I don't know what you're referring Are you saying that you have not had a recent interview with the FBI since becoming Secretary of State? I'm, uh, I, I'm not sure what you're referring to. Did the State Department turn over documents to the FBI related to Hunter Biden, Burisma, and or the Blue State Strategies Corporation? Uh, you'll have to... Uh, so you have no the, knowledge uh, of this. You have had no... You don't... You Are you saying you have not had not, an interview it, it with would, the FBI would, since... It would not be appropriate for me to comment uh, in a public forum on any uh, legal proceedings that the department... So it goes on like that for a little while. And so the speculation afterwards was that this representative, or maybe multiple, are aware that he was questioned by the FBI about Hunter Biden. And so, you know, having him say he doesn't have any knowledge of it or whatever is an opportunity to say, wait a second now. Uh, now, now, we'll see if there's another shoe to drop on that little discussion there. I don't know if there is or not. Or if that representative is like Joe Biden and just makes stuff up. I have no idea. But Well, I tell you what, that clip, I haven't seen the video, but that clip <clears throat> certainly had the sound of a guy whose eyes got wide yeah. and mouth got dry all right, of a sudden. Right. Whoa, whoa you're, um, well, I, uh, <laughs> he had nothing to say. He couldn't figure out what to say. Right. So the question is, do, do uh, some journalists or... Uh, Congress people come forward and say, okay, here's what happened. And as you heard here, he's denying that he had that conversation or pretending he doesn't remember or something. Yeah. So I don't know if that's anything or not. I don't have any idea. Huh. Uh, Blinken is currently being grilled by U.S. senators, and we'll see if any news comes out of that. Um, You certainly hope so. I mean... One of the biggest debacles in foreign policy in my life. And we'll see if anything, if anybody pays a price or has to resign or has to answer for it at all. I don't know. Oh, just saw the other day. The offensive coordinator coordinator for the Navy football team, he got fired because the offense wasn't scoring points. Nobody involved with the Afghanistan debacle got fired. Oh, but the one. offensive coordinator of Navy got fired. Good one. Yeah. Unbelievable. Hey, speaking of the hearing yesterday and uh, Scott Perry, uh, it's kind of a different topic, but I appreciated his line of questioning in clip 33. How many Afghan citizens came to the United States that had not met the qualifications for special immigrant visa? We're in the process of no, no, no. How going many? through. How many? How I, many I, did I, you bring? You were just at Dulles. How many did you bring? We have. We will have, by the end of the month, we will have brought... A total of approximately 60,000. That have not uh, met the SIV process. Some of those will be, some of those will have been through the SIV process. Are Afghan refugees required to be vaccinated for COVID before coming to the United States of America? Uh, They are vaccinated in the United States uh, before they are, before they are resettled. Okay, that's interesting. The uh, demanding the number right now is probably a little bit unfair. Um, 
It's uh, it's known at this point that a very small percentage of the tens of thousands who were airlifted out had the special immigration visas. They're mm-hmm. just Afghans who wanted to leave. And I don't blame them. I'd have done the same thing. But what a mess. So if you have not updated your operating system on your iPhone or your MacBook or whatever, your iPad, whatever Apple product you have, you need to. If you haven't heard this story, we'll have it for you next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Okay, so it looks like maybe the Senate is taking these this this uh, grilling of Anthony Blinken a little more seriously today. In general, the Senate is significantly more serious than the House. I've always thought any freaking can fog a mere idiot could become a House member. Generally, it's a little harder to become a U.S. Senator. Jack, I've studied this uh, my entire adult life, and the senatorial ass-clown ratio is 45% less than that of Congress. And part of that is because they have six-year terms. They don't have to be quite as appealing to their local news feed back home. They can, you know. But so what Theoretically. You, but yeah. here you're going to hear a couple little clips here. It includes Democratic Chair Menendez from the Foreign Relations Committee, Democrat. Then a couple of Republicans, including Marco Rubio. Mr. Secretary, the execution of the U.S. withdrawal was clearly and fatally flawed. This committee expects to receive a full explanation of the administration's decisions on Afghanistan since coming into office last January. There has to be accountability. You know, there there is not enough lipstick in the world to uh, put on this pig to make it look any different than what it actually is. I don't know how it's possible. If, If, in fact, the people in charge of our foreign policy did not see all of these factors, and conclude that there was a very real possibility of a very rapid uh, collapse, then we've got the wrong people making military and and diplomacy decisions in our government. There you go. You got the Republican and Democrat chair saying there needs to be accountability here, and Marco Rubio saying, yeah, we need different people in there. So we'll see if anything comes out of it today. Yeah, I, I, I feel like the momentum for that sort of change was last week. The week before. I concur. And as I said earlier, remembering my own brilliant point, I think Joe Biden did a uh, a politically very clever move by Thursday, getting us back into our camps and arguing about my side's good, your side's bad over the whole vaccine thing. Or I think this hearing, if this hearing had happened before last Thursday, I think it would have felt different. Yeah, I agree completely. I, I think there will be no accountability. Uh, that'd be my guess. Yeah, nobody will resign. Nobody will be fired. Yeah, which is really quite amazing. <laughs> yeah. it, it should be astonishing. It's not, but it should be. We got a hundred thousand people out of there. Yeah, oh, almost all of them not the people we were supposed to get out. So what? Whoop-de-doo. Yeah, the wrong ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so your iPhone or your iPad or your MacBook or whatever you got from Apple might have this. Um, Pegasus spyware in it, and you wouldn't have any idea. It is known as the Holy Grail of Surveillance because it allows, whether it's governments or mercenaries or criminals or whoever, to break into your device without tipping the victim off. You don't have to click on a link. There's nothing that shows up. They just get in. Zero-click remote exploit is what it's known as, Pegasus. 
And Apple announced yesterday that you might have it in your... It's gotten into all the Apple products, and so they introduced a fix yesterday and strongly encouraged everyone to to do an, an emergency software update to uh, get past the vulnerability. Again, it's your iPhone, your iPad, your Apple Watch, even your Apple Watch, or Mac computer. Interesting. So uh, my understanding is this is all launched by this Israeli security firm, and I don't have the article in front of me. It's, I know Pegasus is the product. Is that the name of the company, or do they have, like, several letters that they're known by? Anyway, this Israel's is straight out of... NSO group, whatever that means. NSO group, that's right. So this is straight out of the department of one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. One man's vigilant government protecting against imminent threats is another man's government overreach, surveillance state, totalitarian, uh, scary stuff. Um, th- th- they claim, look, we just make our stuff available to responsible governments to protect their people. This Pegasus spyware can turn on your camera and your microphone Record messages, texts, emails, and calls, even those sent via encrypted messaging apps, like if you're using those, doesn't make any difference. Anything you can do on your phone, this spyware can see and and even more. It's really quite amazing. Wow. Surveillance, blackmail, misinformation, uh, destruction of character, or besmirching your reputation. All sorts of juicy possibilities. I meant to download the update last night. I haven't yet, but everybody should do it right away. If you miss an hour, go to armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Voters here in California will finally decide whether or not Governor Gavin Newsom stays in office. Newsom seems to be surging, but you never know about these things. He could end up winning by just a hair, a slicked back, perfectly coiffed hair. (laughs) And Democrats are pulling out all the stops for the election. Today, President Biden was in California campaigning on Newsom's behalf. Newsom is definitely facing some major obstacles. Number one, Joe Biden is in California campaigning (laughs) on Newsom's behalf. <laughs> Newsom was grateful for the help, though. He said, uh, "He said, how can I ever repay you?" And Biden leaned in and said, "Do you know anything about Afghanistan?" <laughs> oh boy! Oof! Hmm. So the hearing going on, and I'm watching a little bit the Senate hearing. Way different than the House hearing yesterday. This is way more in Blinken's face. Rand Paul just got into the issue of and asked, "So was that drone strike? Did we get a terrorist, or did we get an innocent guy?" And uh, Secretary of State Blinken said, "I don't know." Wow. Uh, that's interesting. You Liar. don't you don't know because the New York Times and the Washington Post seems to have nailed it down, and you haven't done any sort of internal follow up on that at all to see if we got a terrorist yeah. or an innocent dude. Didn't think of it. We're busy. I forgot. I also find it troubling that that story has just disappeared. I thought it would be a big deal. Should be a big deal. It has disappeared. No legs whatsoever on that story. Um, but- you know, among the human qualities that are considered in. Religion, literature, politics. I think selective outrage is neglected. <laughs> there ought to be a commandment about it. Because if you're outraged all the time, it has no impact? Well, no, because uh, there, the outrage if oh, Trump had done this would have lasted for weeks and weeks. The outrage if Bush yeah. had done it. Oh, oh yeah. Weeks oh, yeah. long. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Um, yeah, it's troubling. Anyway, there's some strong things being said by senators, and we'll have the the highlights tomorrow, I'm sure. Hey, back briefly to this spyware that is on all our Apple products. 
First of all, if you haven't hurried to download the software update yet, I wouldn't be too concerned about it, as it's probably been bouncing around your iPhone or your iPad or your Apple Watch since March, at least. Oh, boy. This spyware can do anything that you can do on your product and more. Read every text, read every email, turn off, turn on your your uh, camera, your recording device, whatever. Can send texts, can send emails. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Can it remind me my wife's birthday's coming up? That sort of thing? That'd be handy. Yeah, maybe. What if it starts doing things that are handy? Hello, Israeli security here, Joe. I wanted to remind you, your wife's birthday is coming up. Yeah. Your kids got baseball practice tonight. Oh, dang. Thank you, spyware. I um, see on your GPS, you're still at home. Your kid has practice. It'd I, be very handy. Well, first of all, that practically all of us have Apple devices, and we've got this spyware in it, and it's been there since March. I think the only thing that saves us on all, so many of these hacks and everything like that is just the bulk. There's so many gazillions of people involved that, you know, there's not an individual somewhere, and, hey, I got Jack's phone. I know what. I'll send a text to his ex-girlfriend from years ago and, you know, cause him some real problems. I mean, nobody can get that granular no, no. It's it's like the NSA. They could target you if they wanted to. Yeah, it's troubling, though. Everybody, criminals, governments, everybody has been in all of our business for so long. I can understand those of you who have the idea of just throwing up your hands saying, whatever. They've got access to everything. Everybody has access to everything. What am I going to do about it? Smart tech guy once said, and this is years and years ago, if it is online, it will be hacked. Yeah, that seems to be the case. Uh, I want to mention this story again, just because it's so awful and egregious. You got this dude who was a dude up until uh, about 2010. And a pretty stout, tough dude, as he was a special forces soldier in the army. He was one of the manliest dudes on the planet. Part of an elite 12-man team dispatched to Afghanistan in 2007. Tough guy. Andy No posted some pictures of him back when he was a dude. I'll give you an idea what he is. Well, at some point, he decided to fight as a woman in MMA. He decided he was a, a woman. He's got that uh, brain wiring thing going on um, where he is a, a woman and fine. But why you get to, as a guy with all the physical advantages of a dude, get to beat the crap out of some girl in MMA, I don't know. Oh, but he just pulverized this girl and choked her out until she had to submit at some point. And some people are hailing this as a great step forward for trans rights. I don't quite get it. It is a disgusting step backward for humanity. This guy has the frame of a big, strong man. He has the bone density. He has the bone size. The weight of his fists. Do you know how important that is in fighting? I'm a guy with small hands, so I'll tell you. The weight of the bones in your fist matter in combat sports. Muhammad Ali famously had enormous hands, which is one of the reasons he punched so hard. So you have a guy's physical structure Beating and choking a woman senseless. And I'm supposed to think this is wonderful? And every version of it is written something like this. The 30-year-old McLaughlin is the first transgender athlete to openly participate in a mixed martial arts competition. Because until now, it was seen as just a non-starter, as unthinkable for the reasons we've enunciated. This is not hatred. This is not transphobia. This is a question of the, a man's physical structure. Beating a woman senseless. It's, it's disgusting. 
So uh, I didn't watch a fight. Our executive producer Hanson did, and uh, the 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 born a girl girl um, woman got in some pretty good shots, I guess, because she is a professional MMA fighter and really good at it. Um, he 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 took a couple of shots, but survived it. To me, the fact that he's not good at it even more makes our point. Um, the fact that he's not particularly good at it, he's just he's just a big dude who beat the crap out of a girl, a woman who, even though she's got the skills, he's got all the, the strength and everything that goes with being a, a dude. And forgive us for saying he, because yeah, I yeah, know yeah. she, I'm just she identifies to... as a woman, but to keep the story straight, you almost have to. Yeah, I'm uh, just trying well, to make yeah, it Yeah, that's a good point. I'm just trying to make it clear who I'm talking about. I'm not denying she is a she at this point. Hanson, having watched it, made clear that the former fella... Special Forces guy um, did not have very good skills whatsoever, was lumbering about and just using her great mass and strength to dominate in spite of the skill level of the gal, which is, uh, as you point out, that really makes the point. And the former Special Forces dude, who is now a woman MMA fighter, wore a T-shirt as his ha- her hand was raised in victory that said, stop transgenocide, whatever that means. Uh, and is, so, oh, the reason Andy No was posting pictures is the, the guy is super, the, the woman is super down with Antifa, apparently. So she's oh, an really? Antifa transgenocide politically. And, uh, wow. but I, I just. And I, likes beating girls senseless. I got to believe that somewhere around 85 to 90% of America thinks that that's crazy that this former dude gets to beat up this woman. Um, But everybody's so scared of being anywhere near the issue or what will happen with advertisers or Twitter or whatever that it just happens. Nobody nobody says anything. I haven't heard anything from that uh, fighter who lost. I'm sure she is told to keep her mouth shut uh, or her sponsors and the network that puts on MMA and everything. They don't want to deal with it. So they're just going to allow former guys to beat the crap out of women, I guess. Boy, we're a twisted society. It's, it's interesting. Anyway, yeah. you got any comment on that? Text line 415-295-KFTC. What were we doing next? We got something good next. Oh, yeah. Oh, just we're going to recap our fabulous conversation with Larry Elder a little while back in the show. He's running for governor of California, and he brought it. Good stuff. Yeah, the recall is today. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Finally, I had to come to the point where I'm not a Democrat because everybody who's systematically traumatized, terrorized, harassed, stalked and stolen from me during my time in California and in Hollywood has been a Democrat. Do I agree with him on all points? No. So what? He is the better candidate. He is the better man. That is the actor, Rose McGowan, supporting Larry Elder for governor. Rose McGowan famously at the forefront of the hashtag MeToo movement after being sexually abused by Harvey Weinstein. And uh, uh, there was an effort to silence her, fronted by Jennifer Siebel Newman, allegedly. 
which is an interesting development. Uh, we talked to Larry Elder last hour. It was a really interesting chat. We wanted to hit you with a couple of the headlines, uh, a couple of the clips. Uh, there it is. Um, give us 81. And regarding the woman who uh, threw the egg at me wearing a gorilla mask, at the risk of sounding Texas, gentlemen, how do we know it was a mask? <laughs> <laughs> Booyah! I'm just saying. All right, a lighter moment there, but he got into um, some serious issues as well, 82. Parents should have school choice. The majority of black and brown parents want school choice, yet they pull that lever every two years, four years, six years for the Democratic Party, and I've been asking them why, and they're beginning to rethink their loyalty to the Democratic Party, and they are scared bleepless. Uh, plunging on, 83. And I've been talking about these issues for a long time, like you guys have, and look, I, I lost money doing this. Uh, I, you know, you put your reputation online doing all of this. I wasn't doing it for fame. I'm doing it because this may sound really, really, really immodest. I'm doing it because I felt I could make a difference, and I knew that morally, spiritually, and patriotically, I would regret it if I didn't do it. Lost money. Yeah, well, that's that's a pretty good indication that you're serious. It's costing yeah. you money personally. Absolutely. He went on to describe old uh, great-grandpa Joe Biden, his support for blacks, quote-unquote. Look at Joe Biden. For decades, he's lied about allegedly going to black churches to strategize how to desegregate restaurants and movie theaters in Delaware. New York Times did an investigation years ago, found he never did any of it, and kept saying it over and over and over again. Told that guy, if you don't know whether or not you want to vote for me or Trump, you ain't really black. I mean, talk about condescending and insulting black people. Claimed that he was tried to visit Nelson Mandela, got arrested when Nelson Mandela was behind bars during apartheid Africa. Never happened. And this guy comes and cuts a commercial. I mean, it's bizarre. It is bizarre. You know, I mean, getting back to that uh, lumber story from Boise earlier and where he claimed he took a job offer there. Um, that whole you wouldn't think you could claim you got arrested with Nelson Mandela. And, I mean, because that's a whopper of a story. And it wasn't true at all. Well, he has a career long habit of doing that. There's something about his brain that just doesn't work right. Maybe Corn Pop hit him hard in the head. I don't know. It's not clear. All right, one more Larry Elder clip. I really like this. I thought it was pretty eloquent. 86. I'm going to break this sorcerer spell that the Democratic Party has had over black and brown voters, and they are scared to death. Homelessness, through the roof. Crime, through the roof. Bad forest management. We're running, running out of water because we haven't added to our water infrastructure in 40 or 50 years, and we have uh, a rolling brownout situation because we've not adequately uh, dealt with our, our power grid. There's no front, no policy where this man in two years has made the lives of Californians better. Oh, that reminds me, I was going to joke to Larry when we were talking to him that uh, the Democratic Party must secretly hope he gets elected, sending Joe Biden and Kamala Harris to campaign for Gavin. I mean, Joe's the president. I get it. The gravitas. It shows the support of the party. But yeah. Kamala? Ugh. Thanks for nothing. Yeah, no kidding. Well, well uh, I don't know when the results are going to come out of the California uh, recall, but could be days, they expect. Yeah, yeah, eventually. I don't I don't suspect it is going to go the way I'd like it to go, but uh I don't know, just you got to chip away. Sometimes it feels like it'll never get done changing minds and hearts and alerting them. I mean, if pe- the, the people haven't uh, of California haven't figured out by now that one party rule sucks and is making their lives more miserable, it's hard to believe they ever will wake up. But the history of these things is they do eventually. 
Uh, how much time we got, Michael? Uh, we got about two and a half. Uh, uh, Alex in the newsroom, can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me? Um, yes, I can. Um, uh, did you watch the game last night? I Monday, did. Monday Night Football. What was the crowd like for the Raiders? This is a, now. This is the second season for the L.A. for the Raiders. The whole L.A. Oakland now Las Vegas Raiders. This is the second season for being in Vegas, but it's the first time they've been allowed to have people. So, what was the crowd like? Oh, it was energetic. They loved the Raiders. They have a, a like a nightclub in one of the end zones. I mean, Vegas. But that was pumping. The crowd was into it. And even the crowd from you know where I watched from, they were having a great time seeing the crowd having a great time. So when you say there's a nightclub, I mean, every stadium has a place you can stand there and drink beer. Are you talking about people like dancing and gyrating yes. to club music? There's a DJ. <laughs> there's bottle service. Oh, my God. Strobe so, but, lights. But are the fans people from Las Vegas that always like the Raiders? Or did the people travel from Oakland and L.A.? Or what was your sense? You know, it's hard to say with the current NFL because it's so widespread. I think it's a lot of traveling fans. Yeah. Well, that uh, was the plan. That was the whole hope of the whole having a Vegas team is that people would come from wherever to watch these games. Well, they're going to host Abs- the NFL draft, too. So that's going to bring more fans in and just kind of make it the travel spot. Well, the model from the beginning was that they would build some fan base in Las Vegas, but the current Raiders fans can easily get to Vegas if they want to. Plus, every team, it, when when their fans see on the schedule, New York Giants, the, uh, the uh, Miami Dolphins, whatever, whenever their fans see on the schedule, oh, my God, we're going to be at Las Vegas, everybody books a trip to Las Vegas and makes the football game part of it. So the uh, home fan base is almost immaterial given the attractiveness right. of Las Vegas as a travel destination. Right. And I don't see how this would have... The concern was always that it would have such a, a negative effect of uh, more pressure on the idea of illegal gambling or players throwing games or whatever. So just, 20th century. Or, or 19th century. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense at all now, since you can gamble from anywhere, and billions and billions of dollars are gambled on the NFL. Um, it doesn't make any sense at all. So. Well, I saw an article today saying that NFL gambling is at an all-time high. Did it have a number on it? Uh, not in front of me at the moment, yeah. no. I, but. I always like, they usually do this around the Super Bowl, where, they're, where they'll tell you how much legal gambling is, and there'll be like $80 million legally gambled and $4 billion illegally gambled. Which I, I got a number. 58.2 million transactions, a 126% increase from the same period last year. That's a lot of transactions. Yes, it is. Also, yeah. a lot of that is uh, the whole fantasy football thing. You can bet on just a player with how many catches he's going to get, as opposed to just who wins the All game. Right. Yeah, yeah. I actually spoke to somebody who was on the sideline of an NFL game while they were talking about moving the Raiders to Vegas and how what, what about gambling? And he said to me on the phone, he said, look, I'm going to place a bet right now. I'm standing on the sideline during a game. I can place a bet. What the hell does it matter what town I'm in? Right. Hi, uh, this is Corn Pop. When I'm not trying to get my razor rusty in a rain barrel, I listen to Final Thoughts. With Armstrong and Getty. I don't know if I Thank believe you, Mr. Pop. I don't know if I believe that's actually Corn Pop. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. He presses the buttons in the control room. Michelangelo. Michael? Well, I don't know how many votes uh, Larry Elder will get or Gavin Newsom, but I want to hear the reports on the write-ins. Like, how many did Bendover get IP freely? <laughs> they got to start reporting those. Young Alex is our producer. Uh, Alex, a final thought? I think my fiance is starting to listen to the show a bit too much. Every time I ask her something, she goes, is that your final thought? 
There you go. <laughs> Beautiful. Jack, how about a final thought from you, sir? Well, if you've done it before, you know what it feels like. If you haven't, you probably can't imagine, but my uh, my son's, my youngest's first Little League baseball practice was last night, and he was so excited about it, and he had so much fun, and watching him do that was one of the greatest things that's happened to me in recent memory. Oh, that's beautiful. That's fabulous. Yeah, here's to all the volunteer coaches out oh, there. So impressed. So impressed with the coaches and the people that put that together. It really takes a certain kind of person to be able to do that. My final thought is one party rule sucks. It is awful. It is destructive. It oppresses people. And if there isn't a significant opposition that's allowed to exist, it will lead to terrible governance all the time. Yep. No doubt about it. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank so little time. If you miss a chunk of the show, all you have to do is go to your favorite podcast platform, download it, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. If you need a link, go to armstrongandgetty.com. You can email us. If there's something we ought to be talking about, send it along. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. While you're there, pick up a T-shirt or something. See you tomorrow. God bless America. Listen up, Jack Wagon. Worst episode ever. Get. Let's hug and love each other. And we'll be back with more right after these words. You piece of Loser. Damn! It's just the way it is. Half cup full, half cup empty. And boom goes the dynamite. So! Let's go out with a bang. You know what I'm in the mood for? Bone deep sadness. <laughs> Sadden to the bones. To the bone. <laughs> full of melancholy blues. Sad. On that high note, thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty.